from a single podcast, you can get dozens of pieces of content that you can use blog posts, you know, from one podcast, we can take a client and we can get five blog posts out of it. Dozens and dozens of social posts that come from it, split up the video into a number of, you know, different ways. And so, I mean, from one piece of content, you've, you've got tons of it and go back to, to the other pieces of content that you have that might be a little bit older. Can you refresh them? Can you bring them up to date? Anything you have that might not be evergreen, you want to be able to do that. Ending small business failure. Welcome to the Small Biz Chat Podcast with the number one small business expert, Melinda Emerson. Melinda's goal is to end small business failure, and she'll give you the information you need to succeed and live the life you dream of. Now, here's the small biz lady herself, Melinda Emerson. Hi, everybody. I'm Melinda Emerson, the Small Biz Lady, and I'm the host of the Small Biz Chat Podcast. I'm so excited to have you all here with us today because we have an amazing show. Now, the Small Biz Chat Podcast is a peer-to-peer interview show that gives small business owners a way to get invaluable business advice. The mission of Small Biz Chat is to end small business failure. You're here to get advice about how to take your business to the next level, and we're giving you different angles that you might want to consider. So now with that, I want to turn and introduce my very first guest. Her name is Carolyn Crummy, and she is a small business advisor and content marketing strategist with over three decades of experience in all aspects of starting, managing, and running a successful business. She's the owner of Vertastic, a boutique content marketing agency that offers small and mid-sized businesses strategic know-how that increases traffic, brand awareness, lead generation, and customer engagement. They also tactically execute those strategies with their done-for-you marketing services. You can get more information about her at vertastic.com. So it's T-A-S-K, tick. All right. Carolyn, welcome to the Small Biz Chat Podcast. Hey, Melinda. Thanks for having me. It's great to be here. Oh, I'm so excited to to learn from you. So let's just start out with the basics, right? What is content marketing? And then tell me a little bit about how you became a content guru. Sure, absolutely. So content marketing is what we're doing right now, right? It's a strategic marketing approach to focus on creating, distributing, and promoting valuable, relevant, and consistent content that's geared towards attracting your target audience and moving them to sale, to make a sale, right? So people don't always think of content marketing. It gets a little confusing, but really it's it's blogging, podcasting, your email marketing, your lead generation of activities. That's all part of your content marketing. So why do you think that business owners need to do content marketing? Like, is it is like, is it even an option not to do content at this point? <laughs> I was going to say, I don't know that it's an option to not do it. I mean, the reality is content marketing will deliver the greatest ROI of of all of your marketing efforts that you're going to put out there, right? And so what we're seeing is in 2021, 43% of marketers increased their content marketing budget. And in 2022, we're seeing that number go up even higher. More people are investing now in content marketing for one simple reason. It works. It's the best way to drive traffic, to elevate your expertise in whatever your industry might be, and to get in front of a target 
target audience that you're looking to attract and sell to. Yeah, but I see a lot of bad practice out here, Carolyn. I mean, <laughs> there's a lot of bad content on the. <laughs> I think it's one of the reasons why I still have a job because I have a journalism background. So I always knew how to develop quality content. And I think that has always made the difference in my business. But why do you think some small businesses fail with their content marketing? So, you know, I'm not even sure if the word fail is the right word with it. I think it's more how so many small businesses don't optimize the opportunities that are in front of them with content marketing. We see it all the time and we hear it from other, or some of our customers. Oh, I tried blogging. It just doesn't work. You know, social media doesn't work for my business. Well, I hate to tell you, social media and blogging work for every business. I don't care what kind of business it is. It's just that you're, you're not doing it right. You know, you can't just write a blog, throw it out there, you know, once a month, maybe post on social media a couple of times and expect that that's going to give you any kind of return for what your efforts are. It just doesn't work that way. You know, when I mentioned what is content marketing, one of the key words is consistent, right? Consistent, valuable, relevant information, right? Those are such keys to it. So, and the big problem we see a lot of times is a lack of strategy, Right. We see that across many areas of business, but in content, when it comes to content marketing, a lack of strategy is just setting you up for not receiving the return that you should be getting on all of your efforts. So you've got to start with a strategy and understanding, you know, exactly what you're hoping to gain by each of the activities, whether it be blogging, podcasting, email marketing, you know, what, what's your expectation of that and how are you going to, you know, move that forward in your business? And, you know, I call that random acts of content, right? You know, when people <laughs> don't have a strategy, they're just out here. Oh, I think I should be on TikTok because everybody's on TikTok. And it's like, <sighs> no, you don't need to be on TikTok if your people are on TikTok. Right, right? exactly. I, mean, I think people get caught up, though, in like, you know, the rabbit, like, oh, there's something new. Let me go chase that. So, yeah. But how do you figure out the best content channel for your business? Well, it's actually, it's a lot easier than many people think. The right content channels for you are where your audience is. But let's back that up a step, right? You've got to know who your audience is. And I know we've talked about this before. So many people fail to identify their target audience and have a really deep understanding of who they are. And if you don't know that, just stop. Just stop what you're doing. You know, it, it makes no sense. So define who your audience is. And once you know that, then you can very easily figure out where they're hanging out, right? Are they are they the type of people that want to listen to a podcast? Are they are they the type of people that'll come to your website and 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 read a blog post? Are they sitting on Facebook? Are they sitting on Instagram? What is it? So there's a lot of things you'd have to think about, but it all comes down to where's your audience hanging out and you need to go hang out there with them. Well, one of the things that I've noticed, at least in the last, you know, year is short form video. Everybody's talking about it. TikTok now has, you know, what, a billion daily users or something. I mean, like to the point where all the other platforms are like taking on TikTok personality because they're trying to siphon people away. So is, is Instagram reels, TikTok, you know, uh, I think, um, YouTube shorts is even Facebook now has a, has a video. I mean, do you gotta be doing video is video converting better than any other type of content? 
100%, 100%. They said, what was this, you know, I, okay, this is how I'm going to prove I'm a, a gal of the 80s, right? Video killed the radio star, right? Well, video is taking over content marketing as well. I mean, you have got to be doing video in 2022. I mean, if you weren't, if you weren't doing it in 2021, when you should have been doing it, you've got to be doing it in 2022. And every social platform now is set up with video. So it's not really just TikTok or, or Reels. You know, Facebook has been video for a long time. Pinterest, you know, all of the main social platforms have a have a outlet now for you to do more video. And the question, do I need to be on TikTok? Do I need to be on Reels? Again, let's back that up to, I don't know, is your audience hanging out there? Where are they hanging out? If they're there, you better be there and you better be, you know, producing valuable content for them. So you just mentioned Pinterest, and that's another one I'm starting uh-huh. to hear a lot of buzz around Pinterest. And so talk to me about how Pinterest has sort of like had this resurgence, and it has a lot to do with video too, right? It absolutely does. And, and it's funny, you know, we wrote, a, we wrote an article, I'm going to say like three, four years ago, talking about Pinterest. I mean, Pinterest is one of the first things that comes out of my mouth a lot of times when I talk about content marketing strategy, assuming that the client I'm talking with has an audience there. So if you have an audience that includes women anywhere from the age of 23 to 65, you should be on Pinterest. And the deal with Pinterest is I always tell people, don't think of Pinterest as another social media platform. You need to be thinking about Pinterest as a search engine, just like you would with Google or, you know, um, I don't, well, Google's the only search engine I use, sorry, or <laughs> any of the other ones, but it, it's a search engine and that's the power of Pinterest. Now, just like many of the other ones, they now have Pinterest ideas and Pinterest idea pins are now short form videos that you actually go and, and the response to those has just been amazing. So you couple where like on Instagram, you don't have that ability to push people back to your website, of course, unless you're over 10,000 viewers. So you lose a little bit of that ability to redirect traffic back to your website. Pinterest is a perfect vehicle for that now, even with their pin videos, because your whole goal when you're doing content marketing and, and posting on social should be get to get people back to your website where they can learn more about you and discover more of the content that you have, which is going to actually help to convert them. All right, so you have made the case for why we need to be doing more content. But what kind of time and resources do I need to have monthly to be churning out significant content? Because it's not a it's not an inexpensive thing to do. So it isn't, you know, because you pay with your time and time is so valuable for small businesses. But but give me a ballpark of like what people need to be prepared to do if they're really ready to get serious about content. Yeah. So I think, you know, even if we just talk about a base content marketing strategy where you're blogging, let's just say twice a month, right. For to, to be, but then you're creating social, right. That has to be, you know, consistent. So you're out on social three, four times a week on the different channels. And maybe you've got some short form videos that you're creating and you're doing a, a you know, some email marketing so that you can continue to work with the, the people that have already raised their hand and said, I'm interested in what you do. I think studies have shown that to kind of maintain that base, most people are looking at about 20 hours of time. Um, A blog post on average, now somebody who doesn't have a background in journalism like you, and I know you can churn out content and I can churn out content pretty easily, but I mean, an average person, you're three hours on a blog post 
um, to get it done. But what you've got to remember is it's not even just that, right? It's not just writing a blog post. It's the uploading it. It's the thinking about the SEO optimization because all of those pieces come into play. And, and then promoting it on social media, doing an email out to your list to let them know because just because you wrote it doesn't mean they're going to come read it. You got to let it people know, right? So it's having a, a consistent process and system for your content that you put together. But on average, you know, an individual need to spend, I know when we do just our marketing in-house for Fantastic, we, we have somebody that spends a good, you know, 20 to 25 hours a week um, just on our own, our own stuff. Now you talked about writing content, right? Writing blog posts. Now I'm starting to see all these ads for all these AI services, whether it's Jarvis.ai or anyword.com. Yeah. Is that legit? Or is, or is everybody going to end up having articles that all sound alike? <laughs> you know, so we've we've played with some. I'm a I'm an absolute tech geek, right? So if there's a new tool out there, especially AI, which AI is going to be the future of a lot of things that we do, I'm going to be testing it out. So I've looked at Jarvis. I've played with AnyWord, and you know there are, there are some positive merits to it. I mean, it can aid if you're not a strong writer or you're not somebody who particularly enjoys writing. It could possibly be used to help you kind of finesse words to a page. Is it quite there yet? I don't think so. I don't think so for the, the type of content that's really going to move the bar for you and actually get you the results that you want from a content marketing plan. But it's definitely come a long way. And I think as the AI for some of these, you know, begin to learn more and they're, they're fed more content and they have more users, then they're just going to become more intelligent. So I don't, I can see, you know, two, three years down the road where we're going to see a lot more AI content. But what will be interesting to see is how our good friends at Google accept that AI content and what and what they do to actually encourage or discourage that use of AI content. I think that's a really good point. Now, yeah. I, for the record, I would be remiss if I did not ask you, what is the right length of a blog post that people should be writing? I mean, it started 300 words, then it went to 500, then 750. Now I've seen, I mean, Neil Patel, I saw him on an interview talking about 2000 words a post. So help me understand where are we at with people that are still out here blogging? Because I feel like people that are still blogging are rare because I think everybody else is doing podcasts or videos now, but yeah. What is the right length for, for SEO and for real conversion that you need to be thinking about for a blog post? Yeah, I think there's a number of studies out there and it changes. It's like everything else, right? It keeps kind of changing. You're right. You know, I think four years ago, you were you were like seven, 800 words. I'm good to go. Blog post written. But now we've been into the don't write anything under 1500 words. So, and I've even seen now that, you know, even blogs that are 3000 words are testing better than, you know, those that are in that 12 to 1600 thing. The thing to keep in mind is this, right? When you're writing a blog post, you know, is it valuable? Is the person, you know, the last thing you want is to someone come read your blog post, right? Get to the end of it and go, well, I can't get, you know, that five minutes of my life back, right? It's like watching a bad movie, right? You don't want to be like, oh God, I, you know, I can't get that time back. You want them to finish it and then crave more. So I will always tell people go for value over length, 
right? Be thinking about that and then just optimizing that content that you have put in there, right? Make it something that they walk away, they've learned something, and then they want to come back to you to learn more. They, You just want them leaving, to coming back and saying, you know what, when I need help in this area, now I know where to go. And they bookmark you and they keep coming back. That's your goal. I couldn't, I couldn't agree with you more. You are just such a, a wealth of information, but we've got to take a break. But when we come right back, I'm going to talk some more with Carolyn Crummy about how often should you update your content strategy? I'm Melinda Emerson, the small biz lady, and we will be right back. Hi, I'm Melinda Emerson, Small Biz Lady, and I wanna welcome you to Small Biz Lady University. Our mission here is to end small business failure. So all of the courses here are about two things, how to become your own boss or how to make money online. So that's what we do here. So whether you wanna learn about email marketing and sales funnels, or you're ready to get started with social media selling, or if you're really just getting started with e-commerce, you might want to jump into our How to Sell and Market Online course. Either way, if you want to learn how to become your own boss and do it well, I have everything you need here at smallbizladyuniversity.com. If you have any questions or have any technical problems getting signed up, just email us at support at melindaemerson.com. Take care. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the Small Biz Chef Podcast. I'm here with my guest, Carolyn Crummy, CEO of Vertastic. And Carolyn, we were just talking about a lot of content stuff, but here's the deal. How often should a small business update their content strategy? Well, the one thing about a content strategy is like any strategy, right? You want to update it if it's not working, right? So you want to make sure. So we suggest to all of our clients, the beginning of the year, we reevaluate everybody's content strategy for a number of reasons, right? What's working and what's not. The great thing about content marketing is, and a very important part of content marketing is looking at your data. Data does not lie. And so data is what's going to help you choose what your strategy is going to be. The other thing is things change fast in the world of content and content marketing. So you want to make sure that, you know, you're taking all of the new tech, you know, tactics and strategies that come along and seeing if they fit into your current strategy. So you kind of always want to be looking at your strategy and maybe tweaking it and maybe pivoting if something's not working, but definitely you want to kind of look at what you're doing at the beginning of every year and kind of set a plan for the for the year to come with what you're going to be doing. I love it. Now, what about repurposing? I mean, if you're yeah. going to spend all this time developing content, shouldn't you be able to use it to maybe? Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, no, nobody wants to reinvent the wheel, right? So this is a great thing. One of the big things coming up in 2022 and where we see a lot of people going to is podcasting, right? If they haven't already made that, you know, switch over to podcasting, we're seeing a lot of people make that move in 2022. And the great part about that is that from a single podcast, you can get dozens of pieces of content that you can use blog posts, you know, from one podcast, we can take a client and we can get five blog posts out of it. Dozens and dozens of social posts that come from it, split up the video into a number of, you know, different ways. And so, I mean, from one piece of content, you've, you've got tons of it. And go back to, to the other pieces of content that you have that might be a little bit older. Can you refresh them? Can you bring them up to date? Anything you have that might not be evergreen, you want to be able to do that. And then think of things like, 
creating a video from a blog that maybe you did last year that you can now just do a quick video for it and then republish it that way. You have that some internal linking that you can create on your website. You've got some new content infographics, videos, all of these things that you can pull from existing content that you have. That's an excellent way to utilize the bit of time that you have to do your content marketing to get some value out of it. I love it. I love it. What, what good, good ideas. All right, Carolyn, last question. What is the best business advice anyone's ever asked you? Ask me or given me. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> give me. Yes, that's fine. Um, I'd have to say, you know, my I'm a I'm a child of small biz parents. My parents both ran their own small businesses. Um, I started working in a small business with my parents when I was 12, and I think from the very beginning, the one thing that was instilled was know your numbers, and that's always been a, a big piece. And I'm amazed, you know, when I talk with clients sometimes how many people don't know their numbers. And when you're working, especially in a service-based business where you're providing services, it can very quickly um, become nonprofit, you know, negative profit because we don't value time the way. So so knowing your numbers, and and I think in addition to that, knowing your value, that's, that's a big, big one as well. I couldn't agree more. Thank you so much, Carolyn. You have imparted so much wisdom with us tonight. And I hope everybody's going to be thinking about what their new content strategy might be. All right, Carolyn, what's your favorite podcast? Oh, gosh, so many of them. But I think the one I I listen to pretty faithfully is uh, Amy Porterfield's Marketing Made Easy. She just she just has a great way of uh, getting new marketing information out there. I love it. What is your favorite business app? Oh, actually, um, this one's easy for me because we just saved ourselves as an agency about $700 a month by getting rid of three different apps and just going to this new app that nobody probably knows anything about. I'm an app sumo geek and I found it there and it's called Plutio. Uh, We got rid of Asana. We got rid of uh, time tracking. We got rid of another client portal that we had and this has wrapped everything into one. Plutio, we love it. Udio. All right. I'm going to have to check that out. All right, Carolyn, what's your favorite business book? That's hard. So I'm going to go with the last one. Actually, our team, uh, our entire team, I just forced my entire team to read this one. Who Not How by Dan Sullivan. Uh, It's a new one. And I got to tell you, it will change your business if you embrace who, not how. And it's, it's a good one. I love it. This was so awesome. Please support my guests because they have given their time and advice here tonight to help all of us do better in business. Thank you all for watching this episode of the Small Biz Chat Podcast. If you're looking for your digital pivot, I've got a resource that's going to help you. We've got wonderful courses over at Small Biz Lady University, and I have one called Social Media Selling that we just launched earlier this year. So if you're looking to figure out how you can turn your social into cash, I've got everything you need. All you do is head over to smallbizladyuniversity.com. You know, the mission of Small Biz Chat is to end small business failure. It is my honor to work with you all and share my insight and those of my guests. And I want to leave you with this. You never lose in business. Either you win or you learn. God bless everybody. Good night. Thank you for listening to the Small Biz Chat podcast with Belinda Emerson. For more resources and small business success strategies, visit succeedasyourownboss.com. Subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen to podcasts and join us next Wednesday.